you're listening to Of Slights and Men with Benji and Jacob. A Daily Magician production. Hello and welcome back to Of Slights and Men. Today I'm joined by Mark Hobie. Uh, and if you don't know Mark Hobie, then you should because he is the world champion of magic uh, for Close Up at Fism. Uh, he is a walking masterclass on character development. Uh, his bumbled, bumbling, unscripted persona lulls you into a full sense of security and then he knocks you down with genuinely some of the most creative and fantastic card magic that we've had the pleasure of witnessing. We're very excited to have you on today, Mark Hobie. How, how's your day been so far? Hello, hello everyone. I mean, everyone is listening, um, and you. <laughs> and um, I mean, can I say that you are two now? There is Jacob and Benji. It's okay. There is Jacob yes. and Benji. Yeah. <laughs> so, hello, Benji and Jacob. Hello. Uh, I'm very good. I had a good day, and now it's beginning to be even better now. So, thank you very much for this introduction. Yeah. Well, let's start with kind of just if we could get a little bit of your origin story. How did you actually start with magic? How did you get into it? Um, yeah, how, how did magic start for you, I guess? Yes, so now when you said origins, I thought my origins, which is Lebanese and Syrian, but <laughs> this is not the question. Um, Interesting, so too. <laughs> I, I started real magic, like when I say real magic, I mean the technical um, point of view of magic when I was mm-hmm. 18, so it was 10, oh, wow. 11 years ago, something mm-hmm. like this. But the first time I I saw tricks, I did tricks when was when I was uh, maybe like seven, something like that. Uh, my mm. cousin showed me tricks, like two tricks. He was not a magician and I liked those tricks. And each time I had cards, I was just performing those tricks. And this is for the magic point of view and for the character point of view, which the character I use now, it's mm-hmm. kind of something I developed all my life, like since I'm, I'm a, a child. Wow. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yep. So how it. did you? So how did you go from just being a card magician to becoming arguably like among the world's best? Because I feel like that's a whole different story in and of itself. So how did how did that happen? Your question is interesting because I don't define myself as a card magician. I prefer uh... to define myself um, as a magician. Uh, and even maybe not as a magician, but as an artist, mm. because I feel when you define yourself with the item, with the object, um, you're not a magician anymore. You're just a practitioner mm-hmm. of something. Mm. But to answer your question, um, like I kept dreaming always, always and always. And I, I didn't stop to dream and to do and to do and to do. And I always made practice first. I see a lot of people thinking too much. I have to find a character. I have to do that. I have to do that. Mm. Uh, But they think. So when you do, it's a little quicker. And I didn't stop doing. And at the end, it became that FISM win, which is a symbol of uh, the fact that I kept kept running on this. I don't know if its answer is very simple, Mm -hmm. but I tried to be like straight to the point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dream and do. Yeah. Sponsored yeah, by that's Nike. It. <laughs> yeah, Just I do like it. that. And so, was magic always then from this kind of like from eighteen to now? Has that been your primary passion and, and drive? That's what you've been 
that's been your life? I have like several passions, but since I began, uh, I never stopped. It was always and always, as you said, uh, there was no moment that I really stopped. And the moments I really stopped, maybe like uh, one day, two days, two mm -hmm. hours. But now I kept uh, continuing. And as I told you before, it's not the cards, it's not the magic. I was just keeping dreaming always. And so the, the way you see life, the way your eyes watch everything, mm -hmm. uh, I always kept watching everything with uh, a sense of uh, art and sense of emotions, which is condensed in your magic. When you do, it's uh, subconsciously, you. it's how much you dream in the real life. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it's too philosophical or not. Just tell mm -hmm. me if some, some moments <laughs> I lost you, but this is, oh, yeah. I'm trying to say like mm -hmm. a very... Uh, I'm, I'm saying what I'm thinking at mm -hmm. the moment. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's always fascinating to talk to people like uh, like yourself because I think if people watch your magic, they, th they see, obviously, it's really, really good, but it looks kind of chaotic and, like Jacob said in the introduction, kind of bumbling and, like, uh, just sort of in the moment, very, like, unplanned, chaotic. And then we sit down and within, like, five minutes of talking to you, you're, you're dropping all these, like, philosophical ideas and uh, this kind of very artistic approach to the craft. And it's 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 always interesting to me the the contrast between the amount of thinking that goes into this, sort of the amount of planning that goes into making your magic look so unplanned. It's always a funny uh, contrast to me, but it's it's really impressive to watch. Thank you very much. It's 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 interesting because um, you say like when people will watch them this magic mine for example. Uh, they will not see what is behind. Uh, it reminds me like when you cook, mm -hmm. uh, you see someone that. He wants to make, a, I don't know in English, but the juice, uh, seafood juice, like mm -hmm. uh, a juice with a taste of fishes and seafood. Mm -hmm. Like he will use a lot of fishes, a lot of shrimps, seafood, but at the end, we, we, we don't know what he used. We only, mm -hmm. we only have the juice, which is mm -hmm. very reduced, and, mm -hmm. but we feel the flavor without mm -hmm. knowing how it was made. And it's mm -hmm. the same, like I think, in art. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Okay, so just a follow-up question. This is really interesting. You talked about cooking and the ingredients and how you sort of, when you're tasting that sauce, you get a hint of maybe there was a whole lemon that you cut up and squeezed in, but you just get a little hint of that lemon. And it's hard to see those ingredients that are at play underneath the sauce. So when it comes yes. to your art, maybe what are some of those ingredients and some of those things that went into it that we're just picking up like hints and flavors and, and little bits and pieces of, but what are those, what are those things that have really shaped your art and that you put into your practice and you study uh, that, that shape your magic. So, so your question is, what are the ingredients, uh, basically? Yeah, that's a much simpler way of putting the question, yeah. <laughs> so, so first I can say, like, it's a sense of, um, of uh, imagination. This is, um, also there is, uh, you see Juan Tamariz um, mm -hmm. speaks yeah. about that, our magic communicates our inner world, like uh, everything we live, uh, mm -hmm. what we travel, people we love, the sport we are doing, mm -hmm. everything we are living, that creates a inner, an inner world, like uh, what is inside us. Mm -hmm. So basically the, the most important things, maybe uh, as an ingredient in magic, is what is not magic. Mm. Uh, because like, I don't know if you get the idea, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it's the things outside of us, not like 
the actual magic exactly. itself. Exactly. For example, if you just stuck with cards in a room, maybe you will not have like a lot of ideas. But if you leave, mm -hmm. like, for example, let's say a love story that ends bad, maybe you will have ideas for a routine. And the cards will only be the tool you use to communicate what you have. So mm -hmm. there is that. Also, I think the ingredient is to have a feeling with the object. I remember Mario Lopez saying, like, uh, you, you, it's good to, fail, to fall in love with an item. Like, uh, you see something mm -hmm. and uh, you have a good feeling with it. In my case, I have a good feeling with cards. I have also sometimes good feeling with other things. But, like, the fact that you like, you enjoy to manipulate, and um, that's that. That's that's it. And like, I like also to to dream, to hear music, to watch movies, to read. And I mm -hmm. like to create emotions. So after I practice a lot, and yeah, I always put practice before uh, theory. So the theory mm -hmm. comes after practice for me. Mm -hmm. And when you're practicing. Um... So first of all, thank you. <laughs> uh, but when you're practicing, um, kind of how do you practice? Like, is it like very focused with like no music? Is it just kind of like all the time? Because I know that like magicians practice in, in different ways. How there, do you? This yeah. is a lot of different ways. But the most important one is to practice with an audience. So um, yeah. the thing that made me, uh, that increased the most my level was to perform with um, random people, like uh, mm -hmm. unknown people, mm -hmm. everywhere, anywhere, and in any condition. Mm -hmm. I loved a lot the night, like to go in anywhere, like in bars, in clubs, in the streets, in everywhere, and like uh, doing magic to anyone. Mm -hmm. Like there is so much different people with different conditions, different uh, situations, and like doing to everyone is, help you to to become like a hundred and sorry i failed a hundred times better mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. for performing techniques of course there is a mirror thing like in the room but mm -hmm. it's only for increasing the technique that you practice in the real life mm -hmm. and i love music as you say like uh, to like you have something a pass a double lift anything mm -hmm. have a music that you like that's you enjoy and practicing the technique again and again, making your own story of what is happening. Like, um, it's, it's something I love. Like I, I doing shit moves, for example, mm -hmm. boring double lifts, mm -hmm. but I'm imagining with the music that I'm saving the mm -hmm. world. <laughs> so I create a world with, which is not boring, but uh -huh. the, the fact is I'm doing something boring. Mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah. maybe to, to end this answer, it's the ability to create to create his own world. Like, mm -hmm. as I told you with the music, uh, we don't have to, the world we, we need to create don't have to exist. We can just imagine it mm -hmm. and uh, that's it. Hmm. So I guess on, on that topic of, of things that inspire you and looking outside of yourself, how do you put yourself in a position where you are able to be inspired. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like sometimes it can be hard as a magician. You know, it's like, like you're saying, those like hours of like grinding double lifts or whatever it is. Obviously when we're out performing, we're in the world, which is lovely. But how do you put yourself in a position and mentally as well as physically to be inspired? 
by things that are outside of magic? I think we don't need to search that. Um, in life, sometimes it's there is ups and downs, and I think mm. we have naturally to follow that. For example, you will be down, and by practicing with a live audience, they will make you really happy again by their reaction, and you will naturally be, be happy. And some moments you will be bored by doing techniques, so you will not practice. And mm. some hours after, you will have the sudden, um, sudden uh, like a desire to, to mm. do second deals or anything. <laughs> and I mm. think we have to follow naturally what is happening and not to force anything. Mm -hmm. So if you ask me, how do I find um, like the, the, the way to keep inspired or to the desire to to search inspiration, mm. I I think we can't. I think we mm -hmm. we have to stay on the natural ways um, of the things. Mm. Mm -hmm. Of okay. course, of mm. course. Sorry, of course. If you listen yeah. to a music you love, or you travel, for example, you have a boring yeah. life, mm -hmm. then you make a travel. Of course, things will happen. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're at home and you go outside, of course, things will happen. Mm -hmm. Also, so there is ways, but. We don't have to force it too mm -hmm. much. Sorry mm -hmm. for the long answer. No, no that's perfect. Good. Yeah. I briefly interrupt this podcast to give a quick shout out to our newsletter. If you go to www.dailymagician.com slash books, you'll be able to claim 24 magic books for free as well as sign up for our daily newsletter. In this newsletter, we share tons of incredible content just like this podcast, as well as providing you with amazing exclusive offers from fantastic magicians. That's www.thedailymagician.com slash books. Um, okay, so you, you just mentioned that you don't need to force those things. And so maybe there won't be an answer to this question, but are there any skills or areas that you have sort of chosen actively to study to bring over into your magic? You know, for example, when um, when we were watching your performance, like we were just laughing so much. You're like, this guy, he must have studied comedy. Like how how can he be so funny if he's not studied it? So is there anything like that, comedy, um, like public, well, I don't know, like speaking, communication, like other things that you've purposely studied in order to improve your magic or are the things that you've studied other fields that have had a, a positive impact or has it all just been organic and kind of whatever's come has come? So the, there is different answers. The first one I can say is, for, for example, the character thing mm -hmm. is like thousands of times when I perform to, I was performing to people, mm -hmm. I try, like uh, I lower the character, I make it higher, I make it more um, loud, less loud, mm -hmm. I make it more uh, um, funny, less funny. I try a lot of things, like uh, trying to do magic in silence, mm -hmm. like anything you want to try with live audience and you are not, for example, paid, you do in the street, mm -hmm. in the bar, or, or even you're paid, like you, you do like events, yeah the fact is to try things thousands mm -hmm. of times not not thousands not hundreds mm -hmm. like thousands of times mm -hmm. and you will automatically uh find what you like and what you mm -hmm. are good into and also um there is a difference between studying and i will say feeding himself uh himself mm -hmm. ourselves what i say by feeding is a lot of people for example study leonard green they study mm -hmm. the moves and the things of Leonard Green. I never studied uh, Leonard Green work, but I think that in my way, I study. I studied more than anyone that studied him because 
I feed myself with uh, watching again and again and again and enjoying mm -hmm. his character, for example. Mm -hmm. So the main thing is not the technique, is not the act, but by watching lots of uh, artists that you love or people or movies or anything, of mm -hmm. course you feed yourself. And of course, the little things of this guy that you like, this guy that you like will little by little enter in your body uh, if this is something that is better for your character. Uh, I mean, there is something mm -hmm. that is automatically, if, if you love something, you will, there is like a mimetism, mimetism in English, it's okay? Mm -hmm. Like a... Uh, Imitation? Like, um, you will do the same without mm -hmm. having conscience of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you mimic it. Yeah, you, like it will. Yeah, it, it becomes part of you. I suppose. Like if if you eat a lot of burgers, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what I said in a, in an interview recently. You will be you will have a shit body if you eat fruits and things like that. You will be good. It's the same with magic. It's the mm -hmm. same with videos. It's the same with shows and with life. Mm -hmm. If you leave good things and you watch good artists, automatically good things will go mm -hmm. to your blood, and mm -hmm. it will communicate in your magic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I say it with a very, very, like a large way. I'm not going mm -hmm. into details because we, mm -hmm. I, I don't mm -hmm. want to be boring and it's difficult also to go in details quickly, but the main idea, the my main idea, I think you got it. Mm -hmm. I think so. So if I could summarize, like when, when you love something, like it, it manifests itself, like outside of you whether or not like kind of it, it just happens like you're saying like like eating burgers you just get fat like eating fruit and good things you feel good but with magic when it's it it doesn't need to be necessarily like it just it becomes an external thing and you're constantly aware of it and watching and learning whether you like it or not i guess <laughs> in a way i mean you if you love shim lim or you or you love leonard green for example Mm -hmm. it's not necessary that you buy all the dvds and mm -hmm. and that you study all the techniques if you see for example a joke that do an artist you can try the joke and you can modify it and you can try to smile like him to do like him it, like it's not necessary to go always in the technique and in the magic tricks um the biggest influence usually is not the magic tricks like uh, when you see juan tamaris um if someone else do his tricks, it's not the same. It's, it, mm -hmm. it's more the character and the philosophy of the guy that is interesting. And those things, it's more the, well, by watching and by paying attention to the guy that you will got them mm -hmm. more than studying like mm -hmm. deeply with a paper and with trying mm -hmm. cards in your hand. Yeah. So who are, who are some of the magicians that you have not, not studied, but that you've loved and watched and sort of absorbed as part of you? Actually, I, I didn't study too much. I studied, uh, of course, I studied a lot, but it was not my main thing. But for example, Larry Jennings, Larry Jennings in, uh, inspired me a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, Leonard Green also. Um, there is a lot of French mm -hmm. magicians. Like I have, of course, influence in my hand, in my handling. But you, you you don't even know what is the influence sometimes because you watch mm, too much, true. but you, you yeah. know that there was. Yeah, Jan yeah. Frisch, for example, mm -hmm. uh, of course. 
but lot of others it, mm-hmm. like going to this question always you forget mm-hmm. all the magician that yeah, yeah. inspired you like yeah, when no, someone I, asks what is your preferred movie <laughs> it's like i saw only one yeah. in my life yeah 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 we've all been there don't worry yeah i was so i guess along these lines of kind of like performing and stuff I, i'm kind of interested um in terms of this is quite a specific question maybe a self-indulgent question <laughs> but i'm interested uh in french um when you're performing in french versus english do you have a different persona um do you i'm just interested to hear do you handle it differently between english and french performances or do you manage to maintain like the same character it's very <laughs> it's uh it's fun because this is a question i'm asking myself those days Oh, Since really? I watched a video recently when they explained that you have not the same personality uh, with different languages, mm-hmm. and I I already noticed that there is some difference, but I never watched it as like we have different personality. Mm-hmm. And watching this video made me think a lot. Like, am I the same? And um, in magic or in other than magic, it's always fun how much is different. So I try to be the same. But actually, I'm not. I think I'm not. Um, always when you speak another language, you're more, maybe yeah. you're more straight to the point. You're mm-hmm. not like uh, cheating with yourself, mm-hmm. because especially in French, because we have mm-hmm. a very, very large vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And someone that think a lot like me <laughs> will mm-hmm. cheat a lot, like uh, <laughs> not, not saying directly the thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And English, maybe I'm more, more... Um, raw i don't know like there's a raw meat mm-hmm. i don't know if we say it in english yeah direct. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and but the real answer is i don't know this is something i'm i'm trying to analyze those days i don't have really the answer but i know that it's not exactly the same of course when i i perform act in french and in english the reaction are kind of the same people are laughing people are impressed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I feel some difference that I have to study even mm-hmm. more. It's not complete study now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Um, well, this is another self-indulgent question, so I guess we'll get them all out the way uh, in one go. But what can you tell us just, I'm sure, you're, um, I'm sure you've been asked this uh, many times, but what was, what was it like going to FISM, performing, competing, winning what was that experience like for you and how did that sort of change how has that changed your magic and your career um i'm not sure i understood the question basically uh just tell us about FISM. tell tell me what it was like tell us what it was like preparing uh, going to FISM, winning like how did that feel were you nervous what was it like performing could you believe it and also has it had any impact on your career like afterwards okay so yes, basically it changed um, it changed all the career because I was doing only in France before and now I'm starting to do uh-huh. like other countries like uh, uh-huh. international career began just now uh-huh. and in a mag- magic sense of view like I study I worked so much for preparing fees uh-huh. um, that I see it in a much more serious way now. Uh-huh. Um, like like when i watch magic i have a more uh critic criticizing eye i don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Um, yeah i'm more deep in my analysis 
and um, sometimes it's sad, but I'm very, I'm I'm more much more harder when I mm-hmm. have to judge something like mm-hmm. when I when I'm watching mm-hmm. either a show, either a competition, either any art artist is the streets. Mm-hmm. It's maybe like a trauma. So I, I, yeah. I think maybe, uh, but uh, not a bad trauma by uh-huh. the way. Yeah. So the bad thing is I can enjoy more uh, less act like uh, because I have much more uh, detail a uh, mm-hmm. like I, I'm when something in, is bad mm-hmm. I see it much more um, mm-hmm. with a larger view than before because you like, know the criteria uh, better very analyzing and yeah. even I don't want even I I just want to have a good time mm-hmm. if really I want to enjoy without analyze I have to be drunk so uh-huh. so this wow. is very embarrassing sometimes because uh-huh. i i cannot go to before again like this uh-huh. is this is the trauma thing mm-hmm. and um but of course also when you work for FISM, if you want to win if you i mean if you your goal is to do something mm-hmm. good you have to to look at the magic with every detail like the theory mm-hmm. the practice why you have to know to who you are performing mm-hmm. why this audience how much they are why this magic why you don't do this why you do this and so everything you have bigger eyes on any detail or of any field in your magic mm-hmm. in your art and almost in your life so mm-hmm. so that's maybe I don't know if I answered your question. There was, there was a lot of questions. I tried. Yeah, no, that's fascinating. That's really fascinating. Um, were you nervous performing? What did you say? Were you? Was it scary? Because I, I mean, I would be scared performing at FISM. Was it like <laughs> a scary experience? This is usually this is the scariest experience um, in a magician's life, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, the thing is. For preparing it, uh, part of my method was to analyze like other acts, everything. Mm-hmm. But I also analyzed everything I could find to to visualize the competition and mm-hmm. the, the convention before getting into it, mm-hmm. uh, since it was my first one. So I watched a mm-hmm. lot of interviews. I watched a DVD of, uh, mm-hmm. of um, I think it was from Shoma, which is How to Win a Fist. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a DVD with interviews of a lot of FISM winners. Mm-hmm. And I watch also a lot. So I lived it. Like, um, I watched a lot of interviews with the winners said how much they were scared. Mm-hmm. So by watching other people speaking about that, I was more aware. Mm-hmm. And I was able to, um, to prepare it more and to manage it. Mm-hmm. So I had a plane and I had a lot of... Um, things to manage it mm-hmm. of course i had it a lot of stress a lot of uh scary etc mm-hmm. but i it was not my first competition it's not my um first time i was scared as fuck mm-hmm. so i used the experience of every moment where i was scared in life mm-hmm. to manage this one and not fail on this one mm-hmm. so i was more um it, it um I manage it better than French Championship. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was interesting. Experience. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it was carrying, but the, in the practice, I managed it better. 
uh, in all the aspects. And is it is it strange in terms of like? Do you watch the other acts? Like, how is it backstage when you're get, getting ready to go and perform? How does that feel being with all the other magicians and seeing them perform? And what's 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 kind of the feeling at FISM when you're competing? That's part of my philosophy. Like, in my philosophy, your act in FISM or in any other thing, mm-hmm. um, the success or not is not when you perform it, but how you prepared it. Like the decision you make in your act, the decision you make yeah. in the preparation, and in life is the same, and it's the same in the um, in in this. Uh, if you go in the fist and you're not prepared at all of which behavior you're gonna get, you will be lost and you will fail everything. But like I decided before, like for example, I will not watch other acts. I will watch only my friends' acts. Mm. Uh, the friends in French. Um, the, the French friends that were competing with me to support them, but I didn't want to to watch other people have a lot of success because after you you're stressed, like maybe he's yeah. he's better than you, etc. So I wanted to be very careful about that. But these kind of things you have to decide before. Sometimes, of course, I watch a little bit. Like I go, I watch two minutes of an act only to have an idea, also to not be lost. But yeah. this is something we have to decide. And um, I tried, like, it was also part of my method to be very natural in this convention. Like, uh, you go eat with friends, you do jokes, you you just keep having a normal life. Even, you know, it's not normal mm-hmm. at all at this moment. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you... You start to have a strange life, like three days before you go in your bubble, etc. It's mm-hmm. a good way yeah. to fail, because mm-hmm. to stay awake and to stay, um, I don't know how to say, lucid, lucid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's a good thing um, to stay in life in a normal way, and it also an indicator that you are confident, because if you need to quit the world to be prepared to be ready means you're not ready. Uh, if you can, if you're enough ready, you worked before a lot, you prepared everything of your behavior, you can have a normal life. You can, because you know that you're ready. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It's okay. kind of, it kind of reminds me of a quote from <laughs> Usain Bolt, actually. <laughs> where it's like, I, I like, I've already won the race like before it started. And it's like, it's kind of like the same thing, I guess, right? It's like, if you're, if you're stressing three days before and practicing your double lift and going over your routine over and over again, it's probably, it's probably a sign that you're not actually well prepared to perform. I I mean, of course, of course, you're not a normal guy at this moment. Of course, you're going to stress. The stress, (laughs) you cannot live without stress. And of course, you're going to practice. I practiced. But there is a difference between staying in his room and say, uh, I don't want to drink coffee because I want to, to have a normal ma- uh, brain, etc. It's it's like um, a good thing in the competition is... Um, like, by the way, everything that I'm saying, this is some things I will uh, describe, I, maybe not in this way, but mm-hmm. I'm writing a book about how I want mm-hmm. this shit. Oh, so nice. Oh, nice. It's, it's for next year. So mm-hmm. for the moment, it's not uh, released, but just mm-hmm. telling it. So if you want to win next year, 
maybe wait another year yeah <laughs> that's it that's it uh that's fun because you can have not that amount of winners but anyway it will be interesting even we don't compete at all because it's uh like uh speaking about a lot of things but mm -hmm. um a good things to to win at this moment or to to be good is to be authentic and to be authentic we have to be ourselves and for example staying how we are usually so mm -hmm. with the same habits with the same things for example i'm a i'm a funny guy i like to go in the restaurant so i have to it's good to continue to do that mm -hmm. until the last yeah. moment mm -hmm. and not to start like uh, okay i don't go out during one week because mm -hmm. if you do that at the right moment you will the last thing you have le le lived are not normal so maybe you will be mm -hmm. unstabilized uh destabilized i don't know like you mm -hmm. will be in a, a special state mm -hmm. and you will not perform as you <laughs> were mm -hmm. supposed to do because you're not optimized at this moment mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense question um how different is your magic when you're performing for magicians versus for like non-magicians because when when me and jacob you know sat down and we watch your act you know we're we're laughing and we're kicking ourselves like ah oh, this is so funny like when you're saying stuff like yeah. uh oh i'll tell you the i'll tell you the end like you know you're gonna touch the card like oh that was just a uh, for the technical points so, or yeah the script is so bad like <laughs> it's very like uh funny for us because i'm as a magician yeah. Like, yeah that's that's funny or you're like pretending I'll... to palm a card yeah. or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how do you do any of that when you're performing for for like regular audiences how different is it do you keep any of that stuff in this is a complicated question because i cannot say i cannot say it's the same and i cannot mm -hmm. say it's very different mm -hmm. but of course it's very different mm -hmm. um like i prepared i prepare everything in function of the audience i have and in function of the condition so here the act was prepared to a condition of uh, judges and 3,000 magicians watching, mm -hmm. 3,000, 4,000. It was prepared for judges. We will judge you technically. It was prepared to for magician. It was like truly magic, magic for magician in the yeah. highest way. Mm -hmm. So, of course, when I do to people, uh, it's not the same at all. But mm -hmm. in real, I try to be funny. I try to be casual mm -hmm. also. But I think it was a lot of lot exaggerated in the first act, mm -hmm. and every detail was uh, I had studied every detail, mm -hmm. and in real life I, I mm -hmm. improvise a lot. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of things. I did also in the first act, but of course I don't have to lose too much time. Of yeah. course I have to stay on the line. Mm -hmm. I cannot improvise how I want. Mm -hmm. um, so this is kind of different. Like I'm very very more free in the real life but mm -hmm. i tried to give the illusion that i was free so mm -hmm. yeah your question is not easy <laughs> <laughs> yes but sorry. of course not the same at all not the i mean mm -hmm. if if i have to answer simply it's not the same at all because it's mm -hmm. adapted uh yeah. for the competition and for magician also mm -hmm. yeah but it is the same in as like you're the same character you're, you're the using same. the same yeah you're using the same aspects of like preparation but obviously you're preparing for magicians not for a layperson audience so it's different but but the same is that okay summary of it <laughs> i'm not preparing a lot for the people like for the layman's 
Mm. I use my experience to perform. Here I prepared everything because I had to, I mean, th there are a lot of conditions in a contest yeah. you have to respect. In With real people, I don't care. I do whatever I want. If there is a coin, I do coins. If there is cards, if cards fall, I don't care. I, do, I mean, I do whatever I want. Here I had to do, to give impression of I do whatever I want, but everything has to had to be controlled. And also, I had to exaggerate. For example, I was not smiling too much. I was not... Uh, like, in the real life, I do so much techniques mm -hmm. that I I just forbid myself to do it. For example, palming, doing pass, doing mm -hmm. every any transfer, any technique that is very well done, but um, people will know that it's this technique. It, mm -hmm. Either it's perfectly done, like uh, no palming, no, no Emsley count, not everything. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it changed also the presentation. And uh, I like to, to be like, um, what is the opposite of uh, your seat? Stand up. Like stand, I, I like to do, to do it stand up on my feet. Mm -hmm. Here I was sit. So mm -hmm. a lot of difference. But basically, I, I don't have like a precise style. I... I do whatever I want in function mm -hmm. of the condition. And for this mm -hmm. situation, I prepared everything for this context. Mm -hmm. That's funny that it was even in your script, though, that you were like always checking time and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you kind of wrote that even in, even though you were like actually worried about <laughs> keeping to time and stuff. <laughs> to be funny. honest with you, I was really worried about that. <laughs> really. And I tried to put it in a funny way for for not losing points mm -hmm. and yeah. for making something fun but i was mm -hmm. crazy afraid why because my act was almost 10 minutes and mm -hmm. uh, i allow myself to improve to improvise mm -hmm. some lines if you mm -hmm. saw my act like sometimes i'm speaking mm -hmm. with the people and mm -hmm. i cannot be sure if it's 10 seconds 25 mm -hmm. seconds so i have to be mm -hmm. aware and as you know in the film that um shimlim one with uh, howard vu like uh, equality there was woody mm -hmm. aragon that was disqualified because of seven seconds i think something like that wow. Jeez. and i was crazy 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 mm -hmm. afraid since six months mm -hmm. before because of that so it mm -hmm. was my biggest nightmare and one of my really uh, precise points in my preparation is don't do anything that make you risk fail so mm -hmm. if there is a risk yeah. to fail like I put the timer on my hand like mm -hmm. this, I can check every time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be two seconds more or something mm -hmm. like this. That's smart. Yeah. I was going to ask you, obviously, we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, here, but you, you have a really good way of being very present with your spectators. Um, and I was wondering kind of, I mean, <laughs> how are you so present <laughs> with your spectators? How do you bring them in? It almost seems like you're experiencing the magic with them, which is like one of my favorite ways to see magicians perform. And you've talked a bit like Quentin Maurice and these sort of people that have that style of magic. How 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 do you kind of develop that? Mm. Do you want a, a unusual answer? Yeah, of course. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> to have weird, some weird conversation. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Imagine two people that love each other mm -hmm. 
and one never had sex and the other is experienced and they love each other. So during this, <laughs> one cannot express it and the other can. So um, imagine the audience, there is some love you, you, it's not sex, but it's kind of love you share with them. And the experience you, you have, I'm comparing to sex because it's fun. <laughs> it's the thousands of time you did it before with audience makes you don't give a shit. You can do whatever you want. You're comfortable. You don't have yeah, to yeah. think about the technique. You don't have to think about the jokes of where you look at uh, looking at uh, where your gesture. Everything is uh, lead by your experience. Um, and also by the preparation. For example, if in the paper you put, okay, in this act, I don't have to, I never have to put my hands here or to do this. You have to have limits and all the things you are free. It's the experience and the limits you define yourself. But like, if, if you, uh, the way of being present is by the experience and the guy that never had sex cannot be present if he will think about any gesture with his girlfriend. So, um, and that's it. <laughs> that's a, a comparison, which is weird, <laughs> but I like to be. Fair. Yeah. So it's really your experience. It, it, like you said before, right? Like the practice, the experience that allows you to enjoy the moment and be present with them because you're not stressed about what's going on. Okay, I have a, an addition. Oh, it's please. your experience and the limits you say, uh, the limits you put, and mm -hmm. also a lot, a lot, a lot, this is a very, very important point, is the preparation of your act and the decision you made. For example, mm -hmm. um, I put only techniques in my act that I'm very, very comfortable with. Mm. And this is one of the main tip I had is uh, make your act comfortable. Not something, um, the right day you will be 50% of your capacities, maybe something like that. You can be 60, you can be 40, but let's say half of your capacities. Mm -hmm. So if your act, so, so you need to, to do an act that is, let's say half of your capacities technically. So if you do something, if your act is um, already, um, let's say, 70% um, of your capacity, the right day it will be 35, it will be shit. So it's a decision you make. Mm -hmm. um, for example, a technique that you, you know how to do nine times on, on 10, mm -hmm. you don't have to put it on your act. It will fade the right day. You have to do only things you're like highly, 100% sure that it will work. Uh, or you're crazy, for example, you're crazy and you take risk. So this is what I did. I did. Uh -huh. I took risk, but the risk I took was on thing that I know I'm good at. So I wanted also to take risk, but I did not take stupid risk. Uh -huh. And you, you see the moments um, the cards comes again and again and again. I do like uh, multiple lifts. Always, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. mm -hmm. when I say I do it for technical points, mm -hmm. I did like a double lift with uh, five cards, four cards, three mm -hmm. cards, etc. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, let's say someone train hundred hours and he master it good. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to master something good. You, you have to be like three hundred percent sure mm -hmm. that you master it enough mm -hmm. to do it without any chance of fail. Mm -hmm. So. 
comfortable things. And if you mm-hmm. if you are either like when you see Shimlim, when you see other winners, um, they all do less in their winning act that than that what they are capable to do. Mm-hmm. So that's about decisions because mm. the same guy, if he take bad decision, he will fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good piece of advice. I like that a lot. Yeah, thank um, you. Maybe to to round this out with maybe one last question, if that's okay. Um, what is it that you currently like love most about magic? So we talked about what it was that got you into it when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've had... Um, you know, some time in the industry since and in, in your career. And like you said, you have so much experience now and I'm sure your relationship to magic must have changed over the years. So so what is it that still like draws you to continue performing magic, working on magic, practicing? Uh, yeah, what do, what do you love most about magic? So let's say, of course, uh, the fact of creating his own world and inviting mm-hmm. people in this world is something amazing. Mm-hmm. is uh, you literally create a world with your dreams and you make live other people's dreams. Mm-hmm. Like lost, most of people lost their dreams. So at, at this moment, you make them live. Mm-hmm. And also you enjoy, you you kind of enjoy your dreams by people enjoying mm-hmm. their dreams uh, by you in intermediate, mm-hmm. as an intermediate. And also the fact and I, I don't think every magician thinks like that. Mm-hmm. But with magic, you never know where you are going. Like, for mm-hmm. example, after winning, my life changed. But mm-hmm. also before before winning, I had so much situation that I have never thought about. People mm-hmm. you meet, place you go, techniques you discover, um, the way different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a path. This is a... Um, this is a stairway to somewhere you don't know where you're get with where you're going, but it's always beautiful places. And the fact of not knowing when, where you're going seduces me a lot. I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't know to know too much of the mm-hmm. future. So mm-hmm. this kind of living things, mm-hmm. like what we are doing, the the, the magic hits itself is something weird and surprising. Mm-hmm. So when you are doing it. All your life, it's it brings you to a place you never expected. So mm-hmm. it's amazing. That's wow. beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it's it's been, a, been a real pleasure to have you on. Before we end, is there anything that you want to share? Pe- if people are interested in hearing more from you, uh, I know obviously there's your Instagram. Uh, that's at, is it Marco Bim, right? Is yeah, the, that's uh, the, yeah. They can write Marco B and, and there is an M mm-hmm. in addition, but... I think yeah. it will appear itself. Yeah, Marco B. Is there any other place where people can find you or if people want to learn more from you? Obviously, you've hinted at a book. <laughs> Is there anything like that? Any projects you want to share with people before we close out? Mm, so let's say they can. people can follow me on Instagram, maybe on Facebook also, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. YouTube is, uh, is cool also. Of course, there will be things released, but I don't know when and what. Or maybe I don't yeah. know when because there are something planned. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people follow me, they will see. And um, also, I mean, I will appear in the screens sometimes this year. So mm-hmm. also, but I cannot say why and how and etc. 
but thank you very much. I know there is some other podcast or some videos, but I don't know. I forgot the names. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have not a very good memory yeah. at the moment. But no like, if if we if people are searching, they are gonna find things. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, I'm happy if if someone just arrived to this point, I will be happy to have a message, <laughs> to have an advice also. And thank you very much, uh, Jacob and Benji. It was like a pleasure also to meet you and to to discuss with you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I guess we'll end out there. Thank you everyone for listening, getting this far. And uh, yeah.